Welcome to the Truckers Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending Sunday morning at 10.15. Thank you for joining me today. Sunday morning at 10.15 a.m. I hope everybody out there has had, is having a good weekend, considering what is happening, especially here in Ontario and across Canada, with changes coming, potentially to travel. Now, you know, I was reading the news last night and um, came across a topic that, um, you know, I've spoken about um, briefly. You know, when it comes to people um, basically ignoring um, the emergency orders, uh, the lockdowns, large gatherings, um, COVID-19 spreading this new variant of, of the uh, of the coronavirus that is going around the world. And it's really upsetting, you know, because so many of us out there are doing everything we possibly can to protect ourselves. And we know that the COVID-19 is a community spread virus. So potentially, you know, when you're taking risks and you're, gar- and you're, and you're gathering in large groups, you're holding house parties, whatever the case you may be doing, you know, and somebody or um, uh, an amount of people become infected with COVID-19. Now over the weekend in the city of Toronto, where here Ontario, you know, is the largest city. And, you know, they've been in, in lockdown you know, longer than most of the province has been because of their case counts. Now, you know, we have the right to uh, voice our opinions. You know, 
when we hold anti-marches, whatever the case may be, you know, when there's a uh, stay-at-home order imposed on us that we only go out for essential things, you know, the gatherings outside are now only down to five people and six feet has to be maintained between those five people. You know, I get it, people are frustrated. We all are. But there are other ways to voice your opinion, to protest. Gathering in large groups at this point in time isn't one of them. When you have an outbreak in a retirement home or a nursing home, a hospital manufacturing, it doesn't matter because, you know, it's a community spread virus and that's how it gets into the Now, holding large anti-protest is really not a good idea. So there were 10 arrests, seven facing charges for the Toronto anti-lockdown So the City of Toronto Police Department said they have arrested 10 people for flouting the provincial orders at an anti-lockdown protest in the downtown core yesterday, Saturday. In the news release, late Saturday evening, police say they monitored and attended several large gatherings at Nathan Phillips Square, Young, Young and Dundas Square, and in Queens Park. Among the 10 people charged, seven protesters are facing criminal charges. Of those, five are facing charges for obstructing a police officer, two for common nuisance, and one for assaulting a police officer, and one for four counts of public I mean, if you hold a rally like that, yeah, I mean, you can't even behave yourself. How do you think people, you know, would support an anti-march, an anti-gathering about the lockdowns or any measures that the government has imposed upon us? And you act like this. Now, all ten protesters, all the ten protesters were arrested at the Young and Dundas Square. Police say nine charges were also laid against attendees at the gathering for failing to comply with the provincial's emergency orders, and three charges were laid under the Highway Traffic Act. 
This comes exactly one week after the Toronto Police arrested three people and issued 18 charges for failure to comply with provincial stay-at-home orders currently in effect for uh, protesters in large gatherings that were flouting the order. The police, we continue to respond to calls calls to attend large gatherings and will take steps to the to uh, disperse them. Police will issue tickets and summonses to individuals when there is evidence of non-compliance of the provincial order under the EMCTA or the Reopening Ontario Act. How does that make the City of Toronto look? All the good people out there in the City of Toronto doing everything they possibly can to protect themselves, to protect their loved ones and their friends, co-workers, and so on. If you want to speak up and speak out, write to your congressperson. Call them. Voice your opinion. I'm disgusted with this. I really am. We hear more and more outbreaks in long-term care homes, businesses, manufacturing plants, big box stores, Walmarts, The government is not going to lift these restrictions. Good morning and welcome to the Trucker Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. So just a quick little recap here on uh, things that are going on here in the uh, province of Ontario. And the largest city in Ontario is Toronto. Now, over the weekend, actually yesterday, the police made 10 arrests and seven of them are are charged for the uh, anti-lockdown protests. Here in Ontario, we are under an emergency order. We are under a stay-at-home order and we are in a lockdown. And of course, I mean, obviously frustration is gonna grow. People wanna get back to their lives. We wanna get back to work. And in my opinion, the only way that we can do that is that we all follow the order. We all do what we're asked to do. COVID-19 doesn't care who you are. Anybody can get infected. 
you know, we know that the, the, the virus is a community spread virus. And the only way it gets into workplaces and long-term uh, nursing homes and hospitals, and manufacturing in all sectors is from community spread. So you're gathering in large groups of hundreds of people protesting. Potentially, could be somebody there who's infected with COVID-19. Not social distancing, not wearing a mask. And the outcome could be dire. But when it gets to the point where, where people are arrested and people are charged, you know, and, and facing criminal charges for obstructing police, assaulting police officers, is that any way to act? Is that any way to, to behave? The government of Ontario, just because you you go out there and, and you uh, stick the finger, the middle finger up against these lockdowns and stay-at-home orders, they're not going to lift them. You know, there's no, you know, it's not against the law to protest. But it is against the law to gather in large groups. Right now, here in, in Canada, or, or just here in the province of Ontario, only five people can gather outside. Not hundreds of people. And if you are gathering in a group of five people, you still have to social distance and wear your mask. And you better be out there for essential services, like going to the grocery store or the drugstore. Maybe you have to pick up some items for your parents because they can't get out. Something that is essential. Protesting isn't essential. When it gets this ridiculous and you face criminal charges, you want people to feel sorry for you? You want people to say, oh, these protesters, they got arrested and, oh, they're being charged and all this stuff. Well, they're being charged for a reason. At any given time, it doesn't matter whether there's a lockdown or protesting, you have struck police. That's a, that's a criminal offense. Assaulting police officers, that's a criminal offense. You know, and it's, you know, and they also, you know, it's an $880 fine as well. 
whether you're working or not, that's going to hit your bank account pretty hard. And everybody out there, you know, who are trying to do the right things and who are doing the right thing. Reading about this is disturbing. Because you're not doing me any favors. You're not, you know, they're speaking on my behalf. Because I am doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I go for the essential things and that's it. I go to work at the beginning of the week. I come home, I stay home. Toronto, the city of Toronto, they've been in lockdown about a month longer than the rest of the province because their case counts are way up. On Friday, they reported almost a thousand cases just in the city of Toronto. Potentially, how many more cases are going to come out of this this large rally? And it wasn't just it just wasn't you know there was three different anti-lockdown protests in the city of Toronto, three different ones. You know the police have other matters to deal with then have to show up and uh, be assaulted by protesters. People obstructing the police. It's only gonna land you in a whole lot of hot water. I don't know what to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't know. As long as the case numbers stay up, the lockdowns will remain. The stay-at-home orders will remain in place. Our federal government is looking at changes to travel. Now, here in Canada, under our constitutions of freedom of movement, Canadians are allowed under the constitution to move freely about the country, to live and work in any province, to travel abroad and return back to Canada 
But the government, the federal government, is coming out, Justin Trudeau, our prime minister. He is warning tougher travel restrictions are on the horizon. And Canadians could be stranded. Now, that's a fine line to be walking when it comes to freedoms and movements for Canadians under our Constitution. Now, back in the springtime last year, you know, when, when the first wave the the Canadian government called all Canadians home told you to get back here as soon as you possibly can because all air traffic was going to be grounded and it was now some of the things they're looking at here when it comes to international travel, Canadians coming home, the, the federal government is considering a requirement that people returning to Canada quarantine in a hotel at their own expense for 14 days. The Prime Minister said Friday, that is the possibility being considered along with other travel measures that could be implemented without advance notice. Non-essential travel. Thank you for the likes. Now, what do they consider that's non-essential? Is, is, you know, is going on vacation to a warm climate, is that essential? No. And why would you be traveling during a pandemic anyway? Putting yourself at risk, coming home and putting others at risk? Just like these anti-marches, these huge gatherings, potentially putting others at risk. Canada Post, one of the largest facilities in Canada is in Mississauga, Ontario, which is just outside of the city of Toronto. The entire afternoon shift, now you can imagine how many people work at a postal office in the distribution. The entire shift there's something there was something like a hundred and forty cases of COVID reported at that facility. It's not the first time, you know, whether it was in manufacturing or whether it's in food processing plants. 
we've had outbreaks in pretty much every sector here across Canada. People coming back from wherever they went abroad, coming back and testing positive for COVID-19. You know, all the outbreaks in our long-term care homes. It's got to come from somewhere. COVID-19, also known as COVID SARS-2, is a community spread virus. Getting into workplaces, getting into hospitals, getting into retirement homes, long-term care homes. It's a risk that you take if you're going to protest. You don't know who amongst you may be infected. You don't know who amongst you, those people who don't even know that they're infected, spread the virus. Now, when he's talking about, you know, traveling abroad, potentially the federal government could ban all incoming flights international we have done that with the united kingdom when the when the when the new variant of this virus sprung up we canceled all flights from the united kingdom we can cancel flights from any country in the world And if you're out there in other parts of the world doing a non-essential travel, you could find yourself stuck. You know, as, as more contagious variants of the COVID-19 emerge around the world, the health experts and the premiers of the provinces have been urging Ottawa to get tougher immediately on people who have refused to listen to the federal adversaries against non-essential travel and who are not following quarantine rules. Right now, whether you're Canadian or not, if you've traveled abroad, you have to have a COVID-19 negative test 72 hours prior to boarding the airplane. And you still have to self-quarantine for 14 days when you arrive back in Canada. And they want to get tougher and they want to get stricter on people who are not following the quarantine rules. You can be fined up to $100,000 and jailed up to six months. 
small businesses are shuttered all over the country. Restaurants, movie theaters, everything that is non-essential. It's frustrating, I get it. Lots of people unemployed, I get it. And I've always said on my show that we all need to do this together. We all need to work together. Because if the measures start getting more stricter, you know, then what, what are we gonna do? Because you certainly don't wanna be caught and be stranded from where you travel to. But the government in order to restrict movement, they would have to probably, and for sure would have to have the courts rule on that. Now, out east in Newfoundland and Labrador, Back last spring, there was no interprovincial travel allowed. No one from outside Newfoundland and Labrador could go in to those provinces. Only essential could come and go. They had to have a judge rule on that. And it was really unfortunate for some people because, you know, if you had family living there and you were in, a, in another province and that family member passed away, you couldn't, you couldn't go there. Now, They're even talking about, you know, going from province to province. Now, you know, the premier of each province, province could say, well, you know, really don't come here, stay in your own province. You know, uh, British Columbia on the west coast of Canada, um, they're not going to stop anybody from coming there, but they suggest that you don't. So it's you know it's a really fine line when it become when it when it comes to the constitution of, of freedoms and movements for Canadians. And how far can the government take that? As you know, we know how far the government can take gathering in large groups. As fining people 
for breaking those rules. But these announcements are coming next week on what the Prime Minister of Canada is going to do when it comes to travel, whether it's interprovincial travel, traveling abroad, what other measures can they do? You know, because we can fly to countries that don't have any restrictions. We can fly to the United States, but we can't drive because the borders are closed. And they've been closed since last March. Only transport trucks can cross. You know, with the infection rate and everything, you know, with COVID-19 going on in the United States, we could ban all flights from the United States. We did it with the United Kingdom with this new variant of COVID-19. We could do it with the United States or any country. We could ban flights from any country we want. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. But when we have orders in place, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how difficult it is, we have to follow. Having anti-protests isn't solving the problem. Potentially making more problems and just problems for yourself of facing fines. How do you think you know, the people out there feel you know, about people assaulting police officers, obstructing the police. They're frontline workers and they always have been. You know, my weekend and, and probably like everybody else's weekend, you know, is is pretty boring. You know, because what is there to do besides going for a walk? I go outside for a smoke because I don't smoke in my house. Besides going to the grocery store or the drugstore if I needed to or whatever. I have family. 
and lots of it. I have parents who live in a retirement home. I am an essential caregiver to them, but I can't go for a non-essential visit. If they call me and they need something, I can go get it for them and take it to them. I haven't seen my parents now for a month. And then you look at all the the the, uh, the nursing homes. Three quarters of the population in that nursing home in Barrie, Ontario. come down with COVID-19 and the new variant of this virus. Staff and residents. This virus comes from the outside, ladies and gentlemen, so, so gathering in large groups. Not a good idea. Workplaces across Ontario, uh, the you know the big box stores, some grocery stores, Walmart. The inspectors were out in full force. And last weekend, they, they laid 67 charges for non-compliance. They put another 300 more inspectors out to get all essential services out there to make sure they're following protocol. You know, because it's gotta be a safe place for you to go, right? If you have to go to a Costco, you have to go to a Walmart, a grocery store, it's got to be safe for you. As safe as possibly it can be. So it's up to these businesses, not only to protect their, their employees, but to protect their customers. Same with any business that is open. The government has always said, and healthcare professionals has always said, if you're not feeling well, stay home. Never mind COVID-19, the regular flu season. Stay home if you're not feeling well.
you know, when it comes to traveling, we here in Canada, we've had government officials travel, you know, against this advisory of not to travel. Some resigned. People were fired. You know, and uh, of all people, you know, when it comes to medical, you know, they got fired. One in particular, a nurse. For flaunting her, her, her anti-misinformation holding large gatherings, anti-gatherings, anti-marches. She traveled to the United States the day of the riots in Washington, D.C., but she was not part of that. She was there with another organization to have her anti-marches, which you know, pretty much was the icing on the cake that when she returned, she was already uh, uh, suspended and now fired. Now she'll have to go up before the board of the Ontario Nursing Association because they are also investigating her. So she could potentially lose her nursing license. And I talked about that on Code of Conduct. On, my, on one of my episodes just recently. Code of conduct in the workplace. And does that follow you outside of the, of the workplace? Apparently it does. So with these large gatherings and people being charged for assaulting police, how they're acting outside of businesses that they work for. Could potentially land them in hot water with their employer because of the code of conduct. Now, if more travel restrictions are coming, here for Canadians, here in Canada. So, I'm sure the government of Canada, the federal government of Canada is, is, is talking, you know, to their legal teams and everything of what they can what they can actually restrict on movement of traveling. I certainly wouldn't want to be the person, you know, who travels somewhere for non-essential reasons and the government is, is able to put through more measures 
I certainly wanted, I wouldn't want to be the one stranded. Because government ain't going to help you get home. You're told not to go anywhere. Federal government is telling anybody who made any plans for the March break, cancel them. Any upcoming travel plans that are not essential, telling you to cancel them. Something is brewing on the back burner with the government of Canada. And if, and if it be, if it, and, and definitely is going to be on travel. Not all schools are shuttered here in Canada. Other parts of Canada schools have, have returned. Here in the southern part of Ontario where, where I reside, the schools are shuttered until, oh, I think the 19th of February or something like that. So, Homeschooling, basically online learning is going to continue for a while. And that's tough on kids. They want to get back in class. They want to see their friends. They want to socialize. We all want to get back to our everyday lives. We all want to get back to work. We want to socialize because this is what we do. We're human beings. But as these numbers keep going up, we're not going to get there. Vaccines are being rolled back. The shortage, you know, is because Pfizer decided that they're going to upgrade their facility in Belgium. which is holding back vaccines here for Canada. So in the meantime, those who only gotten the, the first shot will get their second shot. And the rest of us are going to have to wait. And I'm okay with that because as long as when they when they when the vaccines start coming in again, as long as it is for the people, for the most vulnerable people, and the healthcare professionals, you know, frontline workers, you know, get their vaccinations. First, before the general public does.
because the virus, you know, it'll continue to spread. While we're waiting to be vaccinated, it'll continue to be, it'll continue to spread while we're being vaccinated. These orders that are imposed upon us, you know, like wearing a mask and social distancing, not gathering in large groups, all those measures are going to stay in place. And if necessary, so will the lockdowns. So will the stay at home orders. Just because you get vaccinated doesn't give you the free reign. You know, when I read when I read stories like these 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 people doing these anti marches is and in instructing justice and insulting police officers. You know, it really ticks me off. There's other ways to channel your frustration ladies and gentlemen. And that's not one of them. And I'm sure other Canadians around the country and others like that and people who live in live in Toronto, you know, are upset with the way people act. You know, like I mentioned here with the with the uh, Barry Ontario long term care home, where nearly all of the resident residents and dozens of staff have been infected with COVID nineteen. And yet people want to go out and gather in large groups like that. You know, it's a community spread virus. And you're only putting yourself at risk and others at risk. Our rules here are strict. Our government means business. If you are those out there who just wish to break these rules, you are the ones that are going to pay the penalty for it. You're the ones that are going to get the $880 fine. The ones who organize it, it's a $1,550 fine. And when you go to court, 
that fine can be an increase and potential jail time as well. We have probably one of the strictest, the strictest rules around the world here in Canada. Especially when it comes to travel. Any foreign nationals traveling to Canada, the likelihood you will not be getting into the country. So there's no point of coming here. There's nothing to do here right now anyway. You can look up Canada's rules on travel. And you're gonna see how strict it is. So don't waste your time coming here. Because you just find yourself staying in one place for 14 days and not be able to go anywhere. And I can only see the rules becoming a lot more stricter. Especially with the Prime Minister of Canada and what he is going to come out with next week. And that could come any given day, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday. I don't think it'd be any later than Wednesday when he announces what kind of travel restrictions they're going to have. So, like he said, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, like he said, if you have any travel plans, non-essential travel plans, you better cancel them right now. No time for holidays. I know we all need a holiday. We all want to go on a holiday. I get it. I want to go on a holiday but I'm not going anywhere. Even my holidays coming up this summer, depending how things go, you know, it was touch and go last year. Same thing could happen this year. You know, right down to the, right down to the wire, right down to the last minute, you know, yeah, you can go to the campgrounds, you can go to here and go do that, do whatever, you know, and we're probably facing that again. You know, next week is the last week of January. You know, the 2nd of February is the middle of winter, and we have like six more weeks to go, you know, till springtime, you know, after that, you know. 
as the nicer weather approaches and stuff like that, we'll want to get out more. We'll want to go do more things. We'll want to go to our favorite establishment, sit on a patio, have a few drinks with some friends. We're probably going to start the reopening as we did last year. Very slowly. It's all not going to all happen all at once here in Canada. Here in Ontario, you know, we're the second hardest hit. The second highest cases in all of Canada. There's over 255,000 cases. Quebec, uh, Quebec is, is something like 275,000 cases. And yet here we are. And I and I ask uh, and I, I and I ask everybody on my podcast you know, to do the right things, follow the rules. We're all in this together. Help one another so we can move forward. I get it, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. But we just, you know, have to really try and work at this and do the right things. I wish everybody well. I really do. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. You know, it's too bad that the government, you know, is going as far as, you know, potentially implementing stricter travel on Canadians. You know, we we'll just have to wait and see what happens. So for now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get those thank yous out to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, our police, and our fire department. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And I thank the guests on my show and my listeners around the world and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day 
to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Have a safe work week. I will be back out probably Monday morning, or for sure Monday morning, coffee with you. So join me if you can. Thank you.